Welcome to episode 202 of the Spokesman Cycling Roundtable podcast. This show was recorded on Tuesday, 16th of October, 2018. The Spokesman Cycling Roundtable podcast is brought to you by Jensen USA, where you'll always find a great selection of products at amazing prices with unparalleled customer service. For more information, just go to jensenusa.com slash the spokesman. Hey everybody, it's David from the Fredcast Cycling Podcast at www.thefredcast.com. I'm one of the hosts and producers of the Spokesman Cycling Roundtable Podcast. For show notes, links, and all sorts of other information, please visit our website at www.the-spokesmen.com. And now, here are the Spokesmen. Hi there, I'm Carlton Reed, a transport contributor for Forbes.com. Today's episode of the podcast features a rolling interview with Benjamin Knowles of Pedal Me, a new Uber-style cycle career stroke taxi service in London. And by rolling, I mean we were rolling along as I recorded. Now, I've got to admit, the first half of the interview does get rather noisy. But then I was being schlepped across London on a cargo bike during the busiest and noisiest part of the day. There are beeps, there are revving engines, there's the steady buzz of the cargo bike's electric motor. I've stripped out the worst of the wind noise, but sorry, some still remains. And then all goes calm as we descend into Pedal Me's underground lair, where we discuss crowdfunding. The company is seeking £150,000 from micro-investors on Crowdcube. That campaign goes live soon. Meanwhile, here's Benjamin ringing his rather distinctive bell as we start out from King's Cross. So that, that bell you can hear is uh, me riding through London. It's like it's, uh, it's rush hour. It is, I'm checking, it's 20 past five. Uh, it's nice to be riding in... London again. It's nice to be amongst all this wonderful smog in in London. Um, uh, you will get a bit of wind noise, I'm guessing here, because we are riding, and I'm saying we there because it's not actually me pedalling. I am being pedalled. I'm not a tandem though. I'm in the front of a cargo bike. Benjamin, what kind of cargo bike are you riding here? What are we? Okay. This is a uh, very specially adapted um, uh, extra long urban arrow cargo bike um, that's been adapted to allow us to carry two adults on the front. It's also got um, a couple of other things uh, have been done to it to um, make it fit for purpose for what we do uh, to improve the aerodynamics and therefore make us faster. And you've so, got electric on there as well. And we've got electric assist, yeah. yeah. So I better explain there, Benjamin. So you are you are basically peddling me in an extra long cargo bike via Pedal Me and, and Pedal Me app. Yeah. So tell me exactly, I mean, you're basically a taxi service. Is that right? Yeah, so um, it operates through uh, an app um, and we have our highly trained uh, riders operating so they have the other half of the app 
someone orders and we go and get them in a, a similar man manner to Uber. And is this London only or you got people everywhere? Um, London only for now. Um, but I mean, it works well here. I can't see why it wouldn't work well in other cities. Um, I guess uh, the more congested cities are easier targets for us. So in London, we're about 35% quicker than a motor vehicle. Um, so that has implications for how much it costs to use us as well as the journey time. So you're, you're quicker because the normal bike thing, because you're a normal bike, in yeah. that you can take shortcuts. So we, we have gone stuff right now where the car couldn't go, yeah? Yeah, exactly right. So there's shortcuts that we can use, uh, there are cycle tracks that we can use, and also, as you saw earlier on, we can filter. And uh, people are always a bit skeptical about us being able to do that when they first see the bike because it's three meters long. <laughs> uh, it's 70 centimeters wide, but it turns out that, I mean, the bikes are so well put together. They have such good control over the bike. Generally, we'll adapt our riding style to, um, uh, to our customer's preference. Because <laughs> we went round a corner there quite fast. <laughs> so I'm, I'm a passenger it... and I'm normally a rider, of course. It's quite an experience to start off with. Mm. Uh, I mean, I, I've, been, I've been running around quite a lot and uh, yeah, the first few times, it's quite an odd sensation being, sorry buddy, being lent mm. and um, yeah, not having control of that directly. So what do taxi drivers think, if they think anything at all when they see you? Generally, the reactions have been quite positive. And how many um, riders have you got, Ben? There are 20 people working the project in total. And are, um, you, are you profit? Are you, what, what's your, how are you incorporated? Yeah, uh, okay, so we're a limited company. Um, and yeah, it's Bike Taxi Limited is the underlying company. Um, we just decided that um, that name might uh, irritate the cab drivers somewhat. Mm -hmm. So we decided to operate under a different name um, because for what we do, we need um, the consent of London's professional drivers, really, uh, because uh, if they wanted to make life difficult for us, then they could. Do you need a license from TfL or anything? Uh, no, uh, there is. So we have, have all our own in-house procedures. So uh, there's multiple stages to the sign-off. So um, stage one is that someone comes to us and we decide that they are an appropriate candidate and we then put them through their off-road assessment. So that's in a playground, riding two instructors around. Once they pass that assessment, they can take uh, instructors out onto the road and um, they do bikeability level three on their own bike um, so that they have, we know that they can control traffic to a reasonable level before they come and start the next part of their uh, training and assessment. And when, when did you, when were you founded? When did you start doing this? Uh, so, it started really quite quickly, so um, had the idea 
July 2016 um, and I needed tech support and other assistance. A friend of mine who disappeared off the scene about five years ago, but who I knew from road racing, rang me up and said, uh, I'm a bit bored of my job. Uh, your job looks quite cool. I was working as a transport planner at the time, doing various um, street redesign projects. So um, one of my projects was bringing um, step tracks to London from Copenhagen. Another project was um, school streets, uh, closing streets at the start and end of the school day. And another project was um, community cycling projects, uh, which I ran for the local authority I worked for. We had a cargo bike for transporting bikes to the council estates. And um, uh, we discovered that we could give each other lifts. And that was actually rather good fun. Um, and that's, that's where the idea came from. Because I was just thinking about the problem of Uber in cities and how if you make it easier for people to use motor vehicles, then you get more motor vehicles and you get more motor vehicle trips, which is a real problem for a city. And we've seen in London that uh, since 2012, uh, I think Uber came to London in 2013, 2012 average traffic speeds in London were uh, somewhere north of 11 miles an hour in the distance in the centre. And today they're about seven miles an hour in the centre. Um, and there, there are a couple of contribu contributors to that in, in my view and um, that you can search out in the literature, but I think a significant one is Uber. So I wanted to do something to tackle that um, and thought, well, if people want the service, why not just get rid of the problematic bit, which is the motor vehicle. Um, so you mentioned Uber there yeah, and taxis, of course, they have roofs. So right now, this is beautiful. It's, it's, a, it's a bright, sunny, gorgeous evening in, in London. You know, who wouldn't want to be yeah. on a, a front of a cargo bike being pedaled around and, and, and not expending any energy at all? It's fantastic. But I'm guessing in the winter, people might not be quite so enamored of being on the front of a cargo bike in, in, in the elements. So how yeah. do you tackle out-of-season cycling? I mean, you would have thought that, yeah. But uh, really, uh, last winter, we didn't really see that much of a dip. Um, that's for a couple of reasons. One is that we have provision for rain. So there is a portable roof that comes with the bike, uh, an umbrella, uh, and that's um, that works. Uh, it's a, uh, made by a company called Sens, it's a Dutch storm umbrella. So it's designed in such a way that it doesn't pull too hard in the wind and it can't be turned inside out. And yeah, it works, it keeps the rain off. Um, tends to be that people that know us well do still come to us in the rain, but we don't get so many new customers when it rains. London is the driest region in the UK. Uh, so, it doesn't rain that much. It doesn't rain that yeah, much. Okay. And um, when it does rain, it doesn't tend to rain for that long. And to be honest, because we're diversified with um, cargo work too, and the roads tend to come to a halt when it rains, 
actually when it rains we're actually at our busiest because although there might be you know 20-30% less passenger jobs because of the rain there the other courier services that people might use break down mm. because of con because of the extra congestion uh, because uh, contractor cycle couriers are less likely to turn up in the rain and so yeah it tends to actually be that the rainy days are our busiest days interesting and how much do you charge and, and how do I pay what's the, what's the what's your what's your rate and do you do everything through the app uh, yeah it's all done through the app so that's like an uber thing as well then yeah okay uh, so we charge slightly more than uber per mile and per minute uh, we charge in the same format of uh, pickup fee and then per mile and per minute um, and that's because we pay tax and uber don't so how much have i spent already here what am i what are you what do you reckon you've done Two, okay. a mile and a half so yeah about a mile and a half so it's probably coming up to the five pound minimum fee and it's all right, so the minimum fee, okay. And are you, you're measuring this on, on your own app? Or yep. am I measuring it on my app when I fire this up? How, how are we measuring this? It's uh, measured on the riders app as they're going along. Okay. Um, it, it depends obviously where exactly you are, because if you are, uh, and the time of day, if the roads are busy, then the advantages are greater. And if it's really quiet, then the advantages are less. Uh, likewise, if you're out from the centre, then um, it's uh, the advantage, our advantage is less. Because so many journeys crisscross the centre, it still works. So it's a bit echoey now, I'm sure, the audio. Yeah. And that's because we've come down uh, a ramp, and I'm presuming this is where your HQ is. Um, yeah, so we don't, I mean, we don't spend much time with our HQ, if I'm honest, because because of the nature of our business we're um, about. yeah we're, we're spread out so even if people are working on uh, working on laptops they're they're spread out in cafes working there uh, in places that we've identified as um, the best distribution points to based on where we get jobs bookings from so somebody new comes on board you're not going to put them in the central part of London where maybe the most jobs are going to come in, you're going to put them somewhere else where you think there's a pocket of demand somewhere? Yes. How, how, how do new people fit in? How do new people fit mm. in? Um, so we'll, we see the job bookings and then we review every couple of weeks where we're citing people based on that. And are there any riders kind of like, can the riders be anywhere geographically? Once they've kind of like set off for the day, it's not as though they've got to stay in a certain area. They could go to anywhere. Bromley, Chingford, uh, Harlesden, yeah, they could be anywhere all over London. So uh, we do cover quite long distances. Um, so, you know, jobs of 15 or even 20 miles aren't unheard of. Uh, normally those will be the logistics ones, deliveries, rather than carrying people. But we have had some really pretty long uh, passenger journeys as well. And is it, this is gig economy stuff. So this is like, instead of somebody being a delivery rider, they're going to be a rider for you. Is it that kind of person you're getting? No. Okay. So all of our staff are employees. Okay. Uh, so um, because of the length of time we spend training people, it makes sense to keep them uh, closely involved in the organisation. Um, and uh, so they, they will get paid um, uh, an hourly wage plus 20% commission. 
So they're still incentivized to want to, to have jobs. So um, everything we do is about trying to align everyone's interests as much as possible. But if they're employees, do they have to work nine to five or? They work the hours that they want to primarily. Uh, right. there's, and there's a bit of, bit of a negotiation. Um, our intent is to um, use technology as things get more complicated. At the minute, uh, I wrote, write the rotors based on what people want to do and what jobs there are, what jobs I'm expecting. Um, but obviously that's getting more complicated as time goes on, uh, as we get bigger. Um, so yeah, we started with two bikes, now we've got 12. Uh, and our revenue today is 10 times what it was a year ago. So the, deg the degree of complexity is rising quite quickly. Uh, so yeah, um, we're planning to use tech to write our rotors. So when are your peak times? Um, we're busy pretty much throughout the day. Um, and uh, we just, I guess, the time, I guess through the middle of the day. Uh, so um, there's a, a particular, so hot food is the classic cycle delivery mode. So it, that's easier to get into. And so we have quite a lot of office hot food deliveries in the middle of the day. I guess that's probably our peak uh, because there are people going to meetings at the same time and um, there are other time critical uh, jobs going on at that time. Um, but I mean, there's stuff going on all the way through the day. So uh, we're picking up from bakeries at six in the morning um and then there's kids going to school so all of our staff criminal records checked um and their competence has to be very high in order for them to get through our assessment process so um you know it, we're very reliable uh and people trust us to look after their kids and um often on quite significant journeys you know like um it makes the most sense when the kids are traveling a reasonable distance, so like three or four miles. Um, and the, the rational case for the parents is so strong for that because uh, they might well be driving their kids across that distance. And it's taking the best part of an hour to get there, the best part of an hour to get back, and then 15 minutes of faff at the school gate. So you're talking two hours of their day and we can do the same job in 20 minutes or less. Um, and everyone gets a lie-in and the parents get to go on with their day. And the kids enjoy it. I'm and the kids love it. The kids <laughs> absolutely- strapped in a car. The kids kind of absolutely love it, yeah. And uh, I mean, it's still, uh, uh, they're still my favorite jobs, if I'm honest, uh, because uh, not just because of the way the kids react, but the way everyone reacts to the kids to being the kid, on the yeah. bike. Mm -hmm. uh, people just flat out stop what they're doing in the street to smile at us to wave at us uh to to um to show their appreciation in one form or another so tell me about your riders then are there more blokes and there are women what's yeah. what's the mix um it's uh very male dominated if i'm honest um it's something we've taken various steps to tackle the first uh prototype bikes that we had uh, the passenger's weight was carried higher and that made the uh, made the bikes hard. It required quite a bit of strength to ride them um, 
and consistently have good control over the bike. Uh, we've redesigned the bike so that passengers are carried lower down um, and that's made it easier. And we have had female riders come to us. Um, so uh, there's a lady called Honor who rode for us for a little while. Uh, she's gone on to work in the civil service. Um, I think uh, I think it's really important that uh, companies are have diversity, and I am somewhat concerned by how male dominated it is. And um, how do you put a job advert out? You're kind of like you're asking for cycle couriers. You're asking what do you what do you say? Um, so we have more people who are from uh, emergency services than our ex-couriers. Uh, I'm not quite sure why that is, but we, and we have quite a spread of um, former professions, um, people who are, uh, sure, people who are students, um, had some amazing people come and work for us. Uh, so uh, one of our riders did industrial design uh, as his masters while he was riding for us uh, on an intermittent basis. And he designed a, um, a platform to go on the front of the bike that can carry someone in a wheelchair. Uh, so we actually have the prototype in here. Uh, and we have used it occasionally. The challenge for us is designing that platform into everyday use so that it's out there, ready to be called upon, uh, which is a bit of a challenge and I think maybe something that we need a bit more scale to make work. And do you have, you were saying you had like 20 riders, that means you've got 20 bikes? No, so we've got 12 bikes. Right. We have 20, 20 people working on the project. Right. So um, that includes three directors, three cycle trainers, um, and then 14 riders, and they ride a variety of hours depending on what they want to do. So um, uh, maybe eight or nine of those are nearly full-time or full-time. And those riders, they get to keep a bike with them. Uh, That's my next question, home. actually. Yeah. Where, where are the bikes? Are they yeah. like they're dotted around? Like you see, the postmen keep their 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 cars overnight and stuff yeah. like that. So you, you basically you've got to have somewhere to store the bike. Yeah. Uh, well, um, they can be locked up outside. Uh, so we just the the bikes aren't massively nickable because what are you going to do with it if you've nicked it? So there are um, thirteen of these bikes in the world and they all belong to us. Uh, so we have had one bike go missing um, and we reviewed our processes after that and uh, you'll see that there's a lock strapped mm. around the front of the bike. An Abbas lock at the front there. Yeah. yeah. That also helped tack, uh, tackle another issue we had, which was, um, uh, so we have this near miss process. So every time someone has a near miss, it gets reported in a WhatsApp group. And then we review what's happened that's led up to that near miss and then take appropriate steps to change things. One of the issues that we had was when the bike was unladen, the front wheel was quite light. When it rained, then um, the front wheel had a tendency to slide under braking. Um, and so now all bikes have the lock kept on the front of them. That Just to adds, weight it down. Yeah, that adds, it's not very much weight, but because it's right over the front, mm -hmm. it's enough to, um, to hold the front wheel down and prevent uh, those in incidents occurring. So and how are you going to expand? How are you going to go to different cities? Um, not quite sure at the minute. It could work in a couple of ways. So we've looked at franchising. 
Um, and that has a lot of appeal for us because you're using people's local expertise and um, uh, people's networks where they are to recruit good riders and um, that that's one possible way. The other possible way is we could expand the company, um, but that seems a lot more complicated. It's just a question of us getting, making sure that the quality control is there because riding these bikes is really pretty challenging. Uh, our, you know, our safety record's impeccable here in London. Uh, zero passenger injuries of any sort. Um, and it wouldn't take very much in terms of, because people are naturally fearful of cycling, not naturally, but uh, because of the way cycling is portrayed in the media, people are fearful of cycling. And so um, it wouldn't take very much in terms of actual incidents happening for people to be completely scared off. Uh, it's kind of the, um, people in London are slowly becoming accustomed to seeing us carrying people around and they're seeing that the people that are being carried around are enjoying the experience and uh, in the case of the school runs people will see the same kids going along each week and they can see that they're having a good experience they're having a safe experience and so that's kind of slowly spreading from that. So your expansion really is going to be London. It's the most sensible thing is for now. to grow in London. For now, yes. So um, tell me about uh, crowdfunding. Yeah, so uh, essentially, so as I alluded to, as I was saying earlier on, uh, revenue is 10 times now what it was a year, a year ago. That kind of expansion needs investment to, um, to allow us to keep pace. So like this month, uh, it's 20% busier than it was last month. Uh, last month was the same as the month before, but that's because last month was August and everyone was away. Uh, but generally 20% growth each month is pretty typical of what we're seeing at the minute. Uh, so we need more bikes, we need better tech. Uh, we need to be far more aggressive with the number of riders that we're training uh, so that we can get ahead and make sure that everyone who comes to us has a good experience. At the minute, um, because we're sort of getting a bit towards the ragged edge of our capacity. Um, people will try and book for us to come and get them straight away and we don't have a bike near them. So we need to be bigger to make sure that uh, people have a good experience of working with us and that we continue to be able to um, yeah, provide good service. So how much are you looking for and where are you crowdfunding? Yeah, uh, so um, we're going to look for about £150,000 um, and we're going to um, run it through Crowdcube. So people buy a small share of the company. Um, it'll be under EIS, uh, Enterprise Investment Scheme um, Tax Protection. So that means that people get 30% tax rebate straight away, which is uh, a nice little carrot. Um, and uh, I, it's... Um, it's something that people really seem to support on social media, so uh, I'm confident that we'll um, get, get a lot of interest in that. Who do you think is going to be investing? Do you think it's going to be those fans mm -hmm. who are on social media and loving you already? Is it going to be you know, a trust fund is going to come in and put some money in? Who, wh wh what's your typical? What do you, what do, have, you, have you put 
fingers out there? Have you, you, know, yeah. have you tested the waters who you think you might get? Yeah, I've spoken to quite a few people. Uh, the key thing seems to be people understanding that bikes are quicker than cars in cities. Um, when we've spoken to uh, some, uh, some of the, the more super rich groups we've spoken to, uh, because they're being driven round by chauffeurs, they don't have a positive view of cycling and they don't understand um, the status for them is more important and I guess there's a rational case for them being driven around because they can work in the back of the car that's not it's not dead time for them uh, so they tend to get it a bit less although interestingly uh, one of the core uptake groups has been entrepreneurs who are very very time pressed um, and who I guess that for them there's also they want to associate with startups and with sustainability um, but they seem to be quite drawn to us and make quite a lot of use of us. So the people who are going to be investing, they're going to be doing it not because you're a charity, because you're not a charity. No. They're going to be investing because they, they also want to see a return on that. Because they believe that it's going to work, yeah. Because if you're, if you're talking about you know, that kind of growth, well, that's, that's, that's very good growth in a, yeah. in a relatively flat market. Yeah. Um, well, it works. It, it's cheaper for the consumer. It's faster. And because uh, bike journey times are more reliable um, and because it's possible for us to, if, a, if we have a problem with a bike, if someone's running late, there's a delay at a delivery, we can get another bike to them. For us, the city is smaller um, than it could be for a motor vehicle. So it's basically a business proposition. Yeah. And it's a very sensible way of, of making a bit of cash. That too, yeah. But, but also expanding a, a socially beneficial yeah. service. A service that looks after its people, um, that looks after its city. And it, you know, it's not just uh, like dry and kind of, uh, and it's not like dry and worthy. It's something that makes people smile as well. So I think that's one of the key things that make me believe that this is going to work is that we're adding something to the to the life of the city not just in terms of reducing air pollution not just in terms of helping our customers save money and save time and provide a better service but we're making the city smile and that makes people really want you to succeed um so yeah i think at this point i'm really really positive about the, the outlook for the company and uh, it's a really exciting time after some really, really tough periods of when we started out of working uh, hours that I shouldn't have been working and uh, having to do things insanely quickly in order to um, allow the company to get to where it is at the minute. Thanks to Benjamin Knowles of PedalMe. His firm's website is pedalme.co.uk and there you can also download the necessary smartphone app. Thanks also to you for listening and for subscribing to the Spokesman podcast, sponsored, of course, by Jensen USA. I'm Carlton Reid, that's all one word, R-E-I-D, on Twitter, and you can find my articles on Forbes.com in the transportation section. Hint they have all been bike-based articles so far. Show notes for this podcast can be found on the-spokesman.com.
www.ridecrossfit.com. Before the next show, get out there and ride.